What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with... His co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. Today, you've signed up for an episode of Mythbusters because we're going to be hitting seven popular fitness myths that you very well may believe, why they're myths, and what you should be doing instead. So we're going to waste no time. Today's episode is going to be very informative, and also it's just going to be, I think, very surprising some of these actually that are listed here because you probably hear it, you may believe it, but let's jump into it. What's number one? So number one is that men and women should be training in entirely different. And so you have to hear me out first because I'm going to give you some background, but oftentimes people will think, okay, if I'm, you know, a woman, I should be doing 20 plus reps. I should be doing lightweight. I should be toning. I should be tightening up. Men should be doing a different rep scheme. Same with exercises. I hear it very, very often. And the truth is strength training is incredible for anybody. Lifting weights will change your body composition. It'll tone you up. It'll do some incredible things. And I want to start with this one because like I said, it's unique, but there are a bunch of things to consider. So of course your training program will be completely different and it should be different, but there will be a lot of very similar exercises helping you progress and just build your overall physique. So some things to consider is, you know, especially the difference in frequency. Some women will, let's say, have three lower body days, whereas men may have one to two. Um, Some men will have more chest work, you know, and once again, one to two leg days and just different programs all in all, but it shouldn't be like a massive difference. Like I just see so many times people saying like, wait, you're, 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 you're training chest as well as a woman and all these different things. So I just want to start with that one. A lot of times when we do program, once again, very similar movements, but just the, the way that we develop it, the way we put the routine together, the way we structure the days are going to be completely different. So I wanted to start off with that as number one. This one's incredibly well said, and I find even just getting past this mindset and really understanding how training works. And the only difference I'd really say is if you want to overemphasize legs over upper body, that is a common shift, I'd say, between women and men. But both should be really focusing on both areas. So that's how you build a strong, balanced physique. But that is incredibly well said. And going into the second one, um, the tip, and we actually mentioned this on Monday when I was asked about what are the cornerstones of nutrition. So, so many people say, if you eat after seven, eight, nine, X, Y, Z time, you're going to gain more fat. Um, And this is just frankly a myth. The only negative with eating later is you may have already finished your calories and or it can affect digestion, which could make you sleep a little bit worse. So those are really the only two things. You're not going to be storing more fat from having carbs past some magical time in your system. That just isn't the way it works. I myself try to make a effort to not really eat past whenever dinner is honestly because i just find when i snack at night nothing good happens we said before nothing good happens after 9 p.m like it just usually you're going to be more tempted to have stuff you shouldn't be having so that i think is where more of even though it's a myth um where the truth lays because it's just very tempting when you're bored you want something that's going to excite you, you go reach for whatever's there and you will overindulge during that time so this is something you're gonna to have to evaluate within your life and see what feels best And honestly, if you are looking to get to the next level, you're looking to achieve a next level transformation. Before I give you tip number three, I just wanted to let you know, you can check out our website. It's actually linked down below, but you can also just search colossusfitness.com. You can see what we're all about, how our coaching works. We 
Obviously focus on nutrition, training, accountability, and all this great stuff to get you long lasting results. And our biggest mission is to save you time, money, energy, and just to get rid of all the nonsense that's out there. So you just know exactly what to do and you focus on the most important stuff. So make sure to check out our website, fill out an application. It should only take you a few minutes, but that's going to bring me into number three. So something I hear very often, uh, I've heard it over and over again, is the more you sweat, the better your workout is, the more you burn, all this other stuff. And I just, I want to make a reel on this very soon. Uh, I just got to put it together, but just showcasing the fact that like the person who's, for example, let's say Josh and I, we work out, we both have incredible workouts. We both push it and I just get off and I'm just absolutely drenched. That doesn't mean that it was a better workout for me. Honestly, when it comes to sweat, it's just your body's way of cooling you down and it just doesn't correlate to anything. You know what I mean? So that's where so many people struggle is they're chasing the wrong stuff. And I guess I can encompass a couple different things that aren't going to be mentioned in this episode, such as soreness uh, and obviously the sweat, um, just having a crazy high heart rate where you feel like you've just absolutely destroyed yourself. When it comes to true results, when it comes to just getting to the next level, a properly periodized solid strength training program is going to absolutely be so incredible and phenomenal. But these extra little factors of like who sweats more, of who's more sore, of who's, you know, just uh, heart rate got higher, like these aren't really going to make a big difference. And you should avoid chasing that because you can spend a lot of time wasting your time doing that stuff. Absolutely well said. And as we get to number four, getting back to the whole argument that women get too bulky from lifting. Uh, this is an older myth and it is great to see this kind of breaking through and to see a lot more women embracing the gym, embracing training heavy. But there is definitely still a stigma, especially to new people. If you've been hesitant to try weight training that you're going to get in there, you're going to accidentally pick up a dumbbell and you're going to end up having vascular massive arms from just doing something once. I can assure you that is not the case. Putting on muscle is very hard and if you have really incredible genetics and you have a great predisposition to already having a lot of musculature in your system even pre-lifting you can be aware of that and you can just not work those areas as intensely or as hard you could just work them to basically a non-challenging amount but this is such a rare thing this is probably one out of 100 people and for most people you'll notice by actually lifting heavier that you're going to have more of a a dense stronger kind of muscle belly which is going to make you look leaner toner and slimmer so it's actually the opposite effect and you're going to notice you look a lot better and you're going to as arnold said if it jiggles it's fat so if you got fat in your arms that you want to get rid of or love handles or whatnot by lifting improving your composition decreasing your body fat you're going to look exactly how you want to look yeah definitely and i'm going to jump into number five here and this is going to encompass a whole number of things uh just anytime i go online i just see very uh, just bold claims, just nonsense claims. And so essentially it is that, and you can fill in the blank here, but I'm going to start with oatmeal, veggies, cereal, whatever is horrible. And it's going to kill you. Like this is a myth. Like there's so many different things that are said. And there's some specific people that come to mind that it just, it drives me nuts. But I guess it's just their brand of like coming out there, um, just demonizing. Because when you think of what some of these people are after, it's to get you to follow their protocols. So if someone out there is a very heavily dense keto supporter, it's what they, what their brand is, it's what they do. What they're going to do is they're going to spend so much time on that and anything that's not keto based it's just you they they talk down on it and they say it's horrible and they come up with all these beliefs and all these thoughts and even just some of them like for example i'm thinking of the um 
the people who are, you know, let's say just solely meat-based and then they add in fruits and whatever, that Paul Saladino guy, he will come out here and say every, like you'll walk around the grocery store and just showcase this is going to kill you. This has pesticides, this has chemicals, this and that. And the truth is that within moderation, you should be able to follow a flexible approach. You should be able to enjoy some fun foods to make it sustainable. And a lot of these claims, you just, you really have to just be able to navigate and look past that because there's just so much misinformation out there. So the myth that I'm trying to get at here is that any of these fill in the blank is going to be bad for you. Now, if you're someone that's just constantly all day just eating junk food and eating like all this uh you know candy and chips and you know just you're shoveling pop down which i don't believe any of you are that's going to be a different story but if you're like hey i enjoy oatmeal and i want to have this little bit into my you know breakfast like just don't listen to all this nonsense because uh it's just it drives me nuts and uh, i hope this uh hope this helped you out yeah it's crazy that people will take someone who really radically needs to make better lifestyle choices and try and demonize vegetables for them or the oatmeal they're having and if you're someone who's over like fixating on one food and people all the time say this is bad for you and you say why and they'll say who knows usually you'll hear chemicals and that wouldn't necessarily apply to these two items but it's like okay what chemicals like and then that's where it just becomes this whole issue because there's chemicals in your water there's chemicals in your food there's toxins in the air toxins another one like stop looking to demonize foods and just aim to eat better and really just kind of push forward from that we know what makes us feel best identify when you eat how it makes you feel how it changes your composition how you digest it and seek to improve from there stop listening to people who are frankly just rage baiting and trying to get your attention online you're doing yourself no favors you're going to fixate on the wrong things and they're just going to end up hurting your results just because you're buying into their bs so i'm really glad kyle did bring that up and then my next one here is just that low fat diets are the best for weight loss um, and then there's the opposite where you need high fat diets for weight loss so whether it be keto or whether it be cutting out fat altogether because fat makes you fat that is not the case at all and it is a huge oversimplification fat is a type of nutrient that has many important functions in the body it can help you actually with your hormones it can also do a lot of other great things and fats are amazing for you too especially like extra virgin olive oil is just absolutely great like guacs there's so many healthy fats out there that are going to make you feel phenomenal and that are going to be really beneficial to your physique and just general composition goals so once again by demonizing a specific nutrient you are not helping yourself it's better you learn how protein carbs fats fiber micronutrients all affect and work towards your gains and with your body and what you need to do there so it's really just moderation of everything learning what works best for you once again keto might work best for some people i find it's a little restrictive but that's where you really have to narrow in on you yourself and your journey and what will be best for you Absolutely. And one thing working off of my number five that I just want to mention, because I saw this the other day and, you know, essentially it came from Chris Williamson, who's quoting Lane Norton. And he had said, stop stepping over pounds to pick up pennies. The average calorie intake in the U.S. is 3,540 calories. Average daily physical activity is less than 20 minutes. Um, but there are people out there who believe oatmeal, fruits, veggies, and polysaturated fats are what are making us sick. So once again, just want to, you know, share that as a little study and as a little quote um, that should hopefully help you understand some different myths that take place. 
Um, but number seven is just that crunches or other ab exercises are the best way to get abs. Now, there's no doubt that doing any of this ab training, like it will definitely help you have a stronger core, stronger midsection, stronger abs, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, the biggest and most important thing, like we've been kind of spending some time talking about is a balanced diet, just overall focused on strength training uh, within the current week. And then, you know, as a bonus to get you into a deficit, if you're looking to get those abs, doing some cardiovascular exercise as well to help you burn more calories. So once again, it's not the ab training, it's not the crunches, it's not the leg raises, the dead bugs, the, the hollow holds or anything like that. It's just being in a calorie deficit, eating better, making sure you're strength training and doing a bit of cardio uh, if you need that extra push to get you into a deficit. And those are the biggest things that will help you get those abs. Those are seven myths busted. If you want to check out some of our older episodes on this as well with some additional myths, we will link that down below. And it's really just about understanding the deeper why behind it. And if you want to continue to learn more, definitely listen to some old episodes, keep tuning into some new ones because we're here to really just call out BS for what it is BS so you can fixate on what's actually going to be a mover for you in your journey so you can see better results faster. So if you love today's episode, share it with a friend, share it with someone who needs to see it so you can help them get better results as well. And we wish you a fantastic day.